When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. What a Christmas Eve. What a Christmas Eve. It's our Christmas Eve show. Thank you for joining us. Now, history being made. We have Mike Jacobs with us. Mm-hmm. Hey. How do we intro you, Mike? Um, I don't know. You could say Stay why I'm in your house, I guess. But <laughs> Why are you in my house, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> My car broke down. <laughs> he was hanging out outside. <laughs> no, this is great. It's exciting to be on this. I've uh, I've you, been on it. You know, you played some of my audio, which was cool. Oh, that's right but for now, your stand up. Yes. which is great. And you've been on with Jane before. So oh we yeah, talk about the world. We, yeah, zo- we, like we zoomed yeah. in, but I've never been behind in the curtain studio. really in here. See, now I just saw Cyril walk in. This is it's like what I just always like hear. The real thing. It's yeah. real. I thought you guys just had him up to a ploy where for him to walk in, but he just does it organically. Yeah, yeah he sure does. Yes. He does it organically. Oh, there you go. So, uh, yes, Mike is betrothed or fiancéed, Alice? We can go with betrothed. That's he is nice. betrothed to Alice's sister, Jane. So that's all people need to know. Yes. <clears throat> Anytime it's Christmas Eve, that means there's a reporter from the main wire in the room. Which <laughs> but, it's important. <laughs> Oddly, oddly um, intimate relationship with, with this reporter <laughs> that we have, that we've taken in. This is Edward Tomich. You know him for the meanwhile. All great stuff that they're doing. All of the, when he's not chasing down poor Chinese migrants just trying to sell drugs in Maine, dealing with the uh, Board of Ed stuff. And um, <clears throat> what's the latest with the windmills now in Maine? Oh, well, they're killing whales out there with the. Yes. Yeah. The windmills are the the offshore wind. Oh, about that, yeah. yeah. So the offshore wind, it's it's actually it's too bad, but it's also beautiful because it's pitting the left against the left, 
And they're also, these things are like really waxing a lot of bald eagles. And they're killing whales and they're doing all sorts of things. Yeah, and you have the tribes out there saying you're you're building windmills on our sacred land. So. Which is very oh, wow. problematic it's for people. Very problematic. <laughs> for progressives are trying to be plugged into all of these oppressed groups and now they're watching... I mean, usually, of course, it's white suburban, um, you know, progressives who are like, um, "What's the rule book on this? It's what's rule section fourteen D right. uh, subparagraph." It's different six. when you have the Wabanaki saying, "It's our burial burial ground," you know, out Ooh. there in the Atlantic yeah. Ocean. They threw down the Trump card, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's a lot of that happening. I think that stuff is, and you know, we talked earlier about the Israel stuff happening mm-hmm. with Jane, etc., and how it's bifurcated. Certainly the the left. They don't know right. like oh wait second. So we're cheering for Hamas suddenly and then we're but we're we like it. There's some people who are very naturally leftists who would never think of voting for somebody like Trump who are very pro Israel and would not don't know what to do now and we don't know where they're gonna land this year. So Yeah. Either way it's it's fantastic to watch. And then Trump is like probably going to jail and then going to win him from jail or if he wins and or not win if they keep him on the ballot it's like there is if you were just born into this year and you saw this this is like you'd be like man American politics is effing psychotic hey by the way it makes me reminds me of something remember a few years ago when Trump talked about bleephole countries mm-hmm. and of course it was a big oh my goodness he was he probably means minority countries Trump talked about bleep hole countries, and then because the left was so upset and Conan O'Brien was so upset, he went and visited Haiti. <laughs> if you're Haiti, like, wait, why are you coming here? It should be noted he only visited the resort, you know. He yeah. visited the beach resort, not the part where they're, like, but cutting I'm off people's I'm really sorry Trump called you a bleep humans. hole. They're like, yeah, it's like, we like our island, actually. We think it's pretty. Um, it's like if, like... Um, if somebody, if a big, if I was in a at Fenway Park full of people and in somebody at Fenway Park, like said, um, you know, fat guys are unbangable, and like everybody came over and hugged me. <laughs> it doesn't help. I'm really. really sorry you said that. Yeah. Oh, you're not unbangable. They'd have to hug a lot of guys if they said that in Fenway. I mean, yeah, that's that absolutely true. But, um. Okay, so I want to get to Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey, I love him as an actor. I'm glad that he got. I want him. I don't care if he's if he's grabbing guys and he's got a thing. It might be a roofie. I don't care. I like him as an he's actor. I want him in. I was the same thing with Louis C.K. I was like, I don't care what this guy did. He's so funny. I want him in the game. Mm-hmm. And he's back, thankfully, because Louis was awesome. And by the way, everybody knew Louis was doing bad stuff for decades. People talked about it on podcasts forever. Yeah, it's like. Right, so he's a pig. He's a weirdo. He's happy to mention that he is. His mea culpa was like outright, would it, like right out, like I'm a piece of crap, a pervert. I'm sorry. Yeah, but, <laughs> like on the New York Times, right? Didn't he? Release did he write some an article? Or, I don't think he wrote. I don't know if he wrote it. Maybe he did actually. I don't know. Either way, his his apology was was fine. With with Kevin Spacey, he's a great actor. Are we gonna keep sidelining these people who are good at stuff? I'm not for it. So when. Did he get uh, canceled, and has he done, like, a project since? Spacey, I don't think he has. He got... So, this woman from Massachusetts who's in the news, Heather Unruh, a news anchor, she she is somebody who does not have credibility, in my opinion. I've seen her try to 
shop around stories of sexual assault, etc. Mm. On for, for like in college, etc. And I've seen and I, and I don't I just don't buy it. I don't buy it. And now it's her son, I think, who claims that Spacey groped him or did something to end Cape Cod. Is oh, her right. son or like her yeah? There there are a couple Spacey, stories yeah. of yeah. Kevin Spacey allegedly at a bar. He like groped some young guy. And if you go like down to P Town at and go to a bar and everybody's getting bleep faced, it's full of horny men. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure dudes are grabbing Groping each other. You're in Provincetown. Right. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think well, happen all, to you? Not only are you in Provincetown, but also <laughs> it doesn't matter what town you're in, horny drunk men anywhere are probably going to get handsy. And it's not a good thing. It's fine. Whatever. But, like, this is not this is not a new thing. But when you've got horny men going after other horny men, then anyway, so I don't believe it. Anyway, that, that it seems like that case got tossed. So now Kevin Spacey is with Tucker. And I'm going to play a little bit of this interview right now because... I don't even. It's know. not even. He's Kevin Spacey as Frank Underwood. Yes, which he does so every year. So the whole year. thing, yeah, which that's like a thing that he does, but it's also it's not clear how much of this is a joke or how much of this is like coded something. Where would he usually do this? He he would release a Christmas video every year saying uh, the first time was when he was originally canceled from the House of Cards show saying, "Let me be Frank." That was the sort oh, of fun. I see. That I was see. let me be this Frank Underwood character where oh, he, but it wasn't he, an interview. He was, yeah, he would just <laughs> no, it, it was him, and it was sort of this ominous thing where he's he's in character, but he's also not. It's like the Christmas you message know, it's, from it's sort of, Frank Underwood. Yeah, exactly. And, exactly. And, and, and you know what? The great thing about Spacey when he first like got busted, he immediately came out as gay. Of yeah. course. Yeah. By the way, I just, you know, I'm also a victim here. I've been a homosexual. Slave. Fantastic actor, though. He's the best. That's why I think he, he... Come on. Let him... I have no dog in this fight for any... It's Hollywood, by the way. It, we're just getting a little, like, a little look into some of the stuff that goes on in Hollywood. I get the feeling Kevin Spacey is not the dirtiest dude in Hollywood. 2024 has not even begun yet, and it does seem like the presidential race is effectively frozen in place, if not over. We know who the candidates are. It's too late for another to get in. Some have already dropped out. But is it too late? Is there anyone in this country of 350 million people who could jump in at this late date and re-scramble the calculus of electoral politics? Well, there may be someone. And in fact, you already know him. You know his face. And the question is, will he get in this cycle? And that's my question for you. Well, That's really a decision for the people, Tucker. It's not something that I really think about or want to do. And Merry Christmas to you, too. But I've always believed that nothing should be off the table in life or in art. I think we could both agree that we need to get some adults back in the room. So if that means taking on the chief executive role, well, that's a sacrifice I'm willing to make for this great nation. Adults in the room, I love it. I could see it as a bumper sticker. Is that your campaign slogan? That's not a bad idea. Look, I think first our country needs to stop apologizing and stiffen up. I mean, look, we've got so many people running around. So what is happening here? I don't know. This is some (laughs) weird level of grab ass hacking. I'm getting like douche chills, honestly. Really? From Tucker or both? Both. that they. Well, Spacey, more from Tucker that he, I don't know how this came to be, but Spacey, I'm sure, was like, oh, I'd love to do this. This sounds like great fun. Spacey literally more grab assy. The fact that Tucker is doing this is like, ugh. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know, know I where guess. it's going. I guess, I guess we'll we'll find out. So many different issues like gun control, important issue. But let's be honest. 
The truth is, more people are killed by online trolls every day. That may be true, actually, but then they're protected by the First Amendment. So, <laughs> so is he trying to throw red meat? Although he just said gun control. I, like, what is he? Do? I, I do not know what's happening here. And I haven't watched it in advance. Have you watched more of this? Episode? I watched. I the think whole he's thing. in. He's in character. He certainly is in character. He's in, he's character. in character. But character. they do get to some. But there's already all kinds of speculation about what any of this even means. Or if this is some kind of code, like what is it, happening it's here? Important that this come out on Christmas Eve. They can say whatever they want. You believe in the First Amendment, I assume. Of course I do. Look, people spewing ridiculous ideas is nothing new, and they should always have that right. But the problem is, somewhere along the way, we started listening. And we should remember the salient words of Benjamin Franklin, who said, Do not believe anything of what you hear and only half of what you see. He wasn't telling people to stop talking. He was telling us to stop listening. So let's stop blaming bots and college kids and start telling leaders what leadership really means. I love it. But how do you do that? Well, this country is mired in so much contradiction and confusion. We don't even know how we can help anyone anymore because we can't agree who needs help. Okay, so I have a, some theories here. Is, okay. Could it be that since Hollywood kind of purged him and he used the code, okay, I'm coming out as gay, we're trying this for a while, that now he's trying populist, anti-globalist... Maybe. And how much is Frank Underwood, the character, trying populist globalist messaging? And how much is Kevin Spacey trying it? Or Tucker trying it? I don't know, but everybody plays a character. Politicians play a character. Trump is playing a character, too. He, he We're blurring the lines between art and reality. Right. Well, and there's a point here that every politician nowadays is an actor. Right. Yeah. Like that it, they're playing a character that is meant to appeal to a populist audience. Yeah. Um, so okay, so so in the same way Trump is and Tucker is. It, this is so incredibly bizarre. I mean, what doesn't come with a trigger warning these days? I mean, Tucker, we are far too close to having a beanbag chair in the Oval Office. We coddle to everybody. Okay, you think you're a rabbit? That's fine. But let me tell Whoa. you something. You sure as he's taking a shot at LGBTQ. Sounds like it's me. <laughs> so this is interesting that he'd be. Is he so? torn asunder from the left that he's now going like Milo is that what this is now he's straight again yeah he's straight <laughs> <laughs> full circle tell aren't going to see someone walking through my white house in bunny ears and a tail unless it's Easter well amen but how do you think we Who got wrote this do you think do you think Tucker's people wrote this because that's bunny ears and a tail that's going after furries and LGBTQA you know whatever but also asserting his but is that uh, Frank Underwood the character or is that what Kevin Spacey's saying. Well, he's not talking like Kevin Spacey. He's, he's got a well, South Carolina accent. I don't know. I mean, how, how does Lindsey Graham feel about this? He's put out statements <laughs> like this year after year on Christmas, actually. No, that accent Frank is Underwood just character. the Frank Underwood, right? Yeah, yeah it is the yeah, Frank yeah, Underwood yeah, character, okay. but he's he's done these Christmas statements, which are sort of, you know, cryptic and sort of... Yeah, but when you're doing them on Tucker's platform, right. one, he's saying goodbye to any chances ever that he gets back into establishment Hollywood era, unless that's also fracturing well he's this also Frank Underwood is saying <laughs> as a piece of performance art or not but the character Frank Underwood is saying he's considering getting in the presidential race yes as an independent so I don't know I have a theory but let's keep listening got here in the first place fear fear and then some more fear. That's been the consistent theme, fear. And that's why I'm going to keep saying we need to get some adults back in the room. Sounds like you're running. If you did run, I assume it would be as an independent. Well, I've always been independent my whole life, no matter what my party affiliation, even though at the moment I don't quite recognize my old party. 
So at what point would you get in if you did? Well, I think there's time. I've never been afraid to show up a little late for the dance. But lots of people want to be president. What would you specifically bring that others aren't? Well, I think I have a long and very solid relationship with the public. And that's a bond that has never been broken. I mean, I've almost felt like I can talk to them directly. Well, I mean, you do talk to them. Every Christmas you give a statement. It is Christmas Eve. What is your statement specifically this year? You know, Tucker, I think it's just good enough to sip some eggnog and decorate the tree and listen to White Christmas and embrace all the White things Christmas. that make this such a special day. The truth is, I love nothing better on this day than to do a line of blow, drink a whiskey and coke, hit a reindeer with my car, and wish you all the naughtiest Christmas ever. Oh. You know, you and I have something in common, actually. Oh, yes, we both got canned by our network. True, but they actually tried to kill you. Yes, but here we are, Tucker, bigger than ever. So looking back on all the drama, do you think that legacy media played a role in what happened to you? Look, I think they're trying to do their best to stay relevant. So, so he's no longer, he's now Kevin Spacey, Frank. He's both guys now. Well, he's still doing the Frank Underwood voice. Yeah, no, but Frank didn't get canceled by his network. Yeah, but they didn't try to kill Kevin Spacey. Okay. Look, platforms <laughs> like X, I sure, mean, you confusing. move information around so quick that everybody else is just playing catch up. Legacy media's diligence has turned out to be they just cut and paste what some trusted outlet does. I mean, look, this will be a good example. Watch how they report on this conversation. There'll be one or two headlines that get repeated over and over and over. I think actually if legacy media wants to survive, they're going to have to start slowing down. That's smart. I agree with that. By the way, do you watch <laughs> Netflix anymore? Probably as much as you watch Fox. Fair. <laughs> so that doesn't mean that you're gone, though, from Netflix. I don't, I don't even know if you're aware of this, but every time a person pulls up the Netflix app, you're there in some way. Have you seen this? Yes, you know what that is? Boom, boom. So it is bizarre that they decided to publicly cut ties with me on allegations alone, allegations that have now been proven. What's Boom Boom? It's like, because he's represented in the Netflix opening, I think. He is? Yeah. Okay, I mean, they didn't show it, though. So. Okay. False. Because I don't think there's any question. Netflix exists because of me. That I is true. That's true, because that, oh, that was, was the... their first original show, was I House of Cards. I forgot about that. Hmm. Actually, that was the first time there was, like, any original prestige show that was not on like and HBO he, he, or Stars as an or individual like actor that. made that very successful. Oh you yeah, totally. he carried that show totally. First it, it, when I heard he was doing it, I was like, "Man, this is the end of Kevin Spacey." It's like, no. yeah, no, without his prestige, that show wouldn't have been. Yeah, the ground. Do Do you think within Netflix and the leadership suites that your influence is still felt? Well, according to your research, my influence is felt every time every customer opens the app. I'd say that's pretty powerful. Oh, that's true. When are you getting back to work, by the way? Oh, I've been back at work from the moment we started talking, Tucker. Wait, so now <laughs> it's just Kevin Spacey doing yes. a southern accent? <laughs> yeah. We're not clear on exactly what's <laughs> well, happening. Well, they've only yes, departed okay. from Frank. It now, it's now just an interview with Kevin Spacey, but he's still got this fun draw going. <laughs> yeah. Southern bro. I... I I, I, I guess this is meant to blow our minds. I mean, it is actually uh, extraordinary. There's a there's an interesting sort of self-awareness of the political establishment becoming sort of actors, where you have someone like Donald Trump, who, you know, was a reality TV star, mm -hmm. 
where there's a sort of like self-awareness type of acknowledgement where now the political is now the the popular where well, it's, and it's I've a very self-aware this about type of thing. For, yeah, I've wondered this about Tucker for a long time. Sorry, step on. <laughs> um, but, you know, we've talked about this because Tucker's obviously very embedded in the like DC elites, right? Like Hunter Biden wrote his kid a recommendation letter. Like to what extent is it an act with Tucker? And to what extent does he really believe all the things he says? Because he winks at a lot of stuff on his show that shows he's like in the right online circles and hears what the right people are saying. But you don't necessarily get a sense of how much he actually believes it and how much is like a wink and a nod. And, you know, and so I think it's a fair question, even with Tucker, too. Like, you know, how much is the real Tucker and how much is entertainment? Uh. Yes, definitely. Definitely he's he's decided in the last few years to be cute. And um and it's smart. I mean he's been in he's been in, been in DC media so so much now that I think you start to see where all the tributaries are and what happens if you put the speck of paper in this brook you you not, you, you learn where it's going to go. And so I think he knows whatever little seeds he plants, he sees all the different channels that it's going to flow through. And and that's what he's doing. I don't. I don't necessarily love it. And, and Tucker has been, has been. I mean, it start, the show was the best thing in the world like six years ago, when he was just destroying these people who thought that they were in for a normal interview. But they had they had outstudied these people, and they were a lot of times they were they were um, um, ambushing them. The Tucker people, which is which is the, the interviewees fault you know because tucker just had the goods on these guys um okay let's continue with this there's only a little bit left mm-hmm. of this uh so does that mean this is like an episode or is it real well it's probably a little of both i mean tucker what's true what's false what's life what's art what's real what's performance i love it when these things intersect because then it gets interesting what role do you see yourself playing going forward? I will play whatever role the public wants me to play. And what about you, Tucker? What role do you want to play? I mean, if I run, I'm going to need a vice president. I'll sleep on it. Um, but, I mean, people have already gotten out of the race. People have dropped out already. Have you thought, what do you think of those? Well, you know, it's a little bit like jumping in the jacuzzi with a boner. You know it ain't going to last forever. <laughs> So I wasn't surprised when Mike, a little too pensive, jumped out right away. I wasn't either. But what about the candidates who are still in? Well, I like Vivek, Drain the Ramaswamy, and uh, Nikki Haley is tough. She's no doubt learned a thing or two by watching me. But I think in the end, we need someone in the White House who's not afraid (laughs) like me, not afraid to push our country or a journalist in the right direction if it comes to that. I sure appreciate that. That's going to, they're going to, the uh, press is going to have a field day with that, that they're threatening journalists. Well, that's that's from the show, right? Right, because he pushes a journalist into the, yeah. into the. Which <laughs> camp do you think wrote this now after those, those uh, jokes there? Tucker. You think he he wrote what Kevin Spacey was saying here with the, the trolling? Uh, or at least the, worked on it. I, I think. Um, it seems I mean, collaborative to me, to be honest with you. It seems. I mean, it does, yeah. 
it seems like they're saying the thing that would get the maximum amount of impact. So this, so this seven minutes, I'll finish it up here. Well, thank you, Tucker. I only showed up because I was told I would get to be on X. Not the drug, not the platform. I was curious as to what Tucker on X might spacey be like. slapstick. I have never tried that. Well, you wouldn't be the first guy to tell me you'd never tried that before. <laughs> so wait a second. So is that a promo for the entire interview? Or is that the interview? I think that's, that's well, that's interview. all that came out. Yeah. Okay. He said it's like a Christmas Eve surprise. So is the, is the thing maybe here that Tucker Carlson Network is going to be all sorts of content? Could be all sorts of things, including like all the old, uh, the canceled will all show up there. And that's what it is. I think, yeah. I think this is like all the canceled are coming in and then you're going to get hits and misses. And I'd probably put this in the, the miss bucket, you know, in terms of like caliber of. <laughs> Well, I think it's a missed bucket for caliber of interview, but for conservatives and like young conservatives, they're watching this and getting cleaning all sorts of hidden watermarks in there. Well, I think mm. the saying he's going to need a vice president thing, I think that's a nod to the rumors that Trump might pick Tucker as VP, which I've never believed that oh. Tucker wants to do that because I don't think Tucker wants to be second to somebody. However, I do I do think Tucker's probably played with the idea of running himself. And that's like my sort of theory on this is that they're playing with the idea that Tucker might run. I don't know. I think Tucker just wants to go fish. I mean, in Maine. I agree I with that. He does, Tucker does not want to run. <laughs> yeah, I don't think no. he wants to run. <laughs> he doesn't respect DC I think he opponents. thinks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I think he thinks he'd do a better job than any of these idiots. I don't think. I don't think so. I don't think so. Like I, I, the, from what I've heard, I like I met him once for eleven or two seconds, whatever. Mm-hmm. I was a producer, and so we had to set him up to be on radio one time. And he was cool and fun, and, and zero airs about him. Zero airs. Instantly, mm-hmm. you could tell. Like, but this was also twenty years ago when he wasn't who he was now. But you hear about him that he's a funny guy, loves like dirty jokes. Um, it, it was barely. He used to drink. He doesn't drink anymore. But he like he's been. Trying oh, he doesn't to drink now. No, no. He mm-hmm. tries to quit. He tried to quit smoking, and it's like he's not as successful. He, he does zen now. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you hear him on podcasts. He like tells sort of vague stories about his history with like coke and all that, and the DC party oh, I didn't even know scene, that. and when but, he was at the Daily Caller and all that. But now he he tends to sort yeah. of. Yeah, I mean, just his look. It's like he's oh. got. Oh, we're some getting a call. How do I find this? You have to go back to okay, your tab. Okay. Oh, it's a caller ID too. Morgan Heverin. Oh. To accept, press one to send All a voicemail. Right. Hold press on, Morgan. Two. Morgan, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Morgan, What's going you, on, man? Not too much. Merry Christmas. This is Mike and Edward and Alice and Peter Rabbit. Oh, is that Edward uh, Tom Th- Thomas? Correct. Thomas? Of the main Yeah, wire. dude, that kid's all right. Thank you. How, are you guys live right now? Yes, yes we're we live. are live. You are, are on the podcast. Oh, right. Where are you, Let's Morgan? Go. I'm at home. We're just having like... Grump, oh, oh, it's, okay. it's okay. I assumed, <laughs> I assumed if you called that I would be doing some cleaning up. <laughs> we're just having a quiet Christmas. Yeah. Just you and the family. Just, yeah, me and the teenagers and the wife, and, you know. So it's like, you know. Is there any chilling. snow? Is there any snow up there, or and do you wish there was snow? I wish there was snow. It's it, there's no snow at all. 
Do you want to say hi to Alicia? She's right next to me. Yes, sure. She wants to say hi to you. Hey, I love you guys. Thank and I you. Hope, I, I hope the phone comes back to me. I'm not trying to, like, I just, I know you're in the middle of stuff, so I just want Alicia to say Merry Christmas. I Absolutely. love you guys. Merry Christmas. Yeah. You too. Merry we Christmas. love you too. Have you guys done live calls before? No, it's no. the first one. Morgan's the first one, and Alicia's the second. Hey, Alicia. Hello, Thomas. Hi. Hi. What type of pie Thomas. are you making for Christmas? Um, so I brought home a chocolate cream for our oh. family. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Excellent. Fantastic. You know, the most popular at my work, it's always the peanut butter mousse. These people can't get enough. <laughs> and tell people the name of the restaurant again and location. Uh, Jericho Cafe and Tavern. Jericho Cafe and Tavern in Jericho, Vermont. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, that's to, just to the left of Edward. Edward, just drive west. Yep. It's right there. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, I make all the goodies. In our um, But yeah, Merry, Merry Christmas, Merry, guys. Merry, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, too. You guys have a great time. Are you guys having a cocktail at all tonight? We are. Um, yeah, I think I've had a cocktail or two. <laughs> <laughs> don't you love her? Isn't she great? Uh, I mean, I don't know. We're just drinking, like, some Guinness and whatever. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for call- for you guys calling, Alicia. And uh, have a great Christmas. Yeah, you too. Love you guys. Love you too. Merry Christmas. Love Merry you, Alicia. Morgan. Thank you. Oh, he's in the back. Hey, Morgan. What are you guys talking about? Hey, tonight? did you see this? Tucker Carlson is with. Um... I just did. I was like, I actually kind of feel like maybe Spacey was getting railroaded. Maybe, maybe. Am no, I, I think they're collaborating on something. I think they're they were. They're being... both fucking boys. I don't know if that is true. Well, let, me get, let, me just mark, let me just mark that. Let me mark Sorry, that. Morgan. I can't help myself. <laughs> I think. Uh, I think. I don't know what's going on. Actually, I think that that. They're trying to come out with some kind of populist, um, just uh, for the canceled just, people. Yeah, for the canceled people, and that's actually that's a good yeah. Thing. I mean, that's one thing that you don't get canceled for. I mean, if that if the, if the, if it's true, you know. Well, it's, it's funny, Morgan. If you that it, it, Spacey, if he was a serial like uh, um, semi rapist slash gray area pedophile. And he didn't get canceled. He's canceled now for hanging out with Tucker. Oh, in well, Hollywood, yeah, that's way that's worse. Yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, Tucker. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Is, uh, it's, it's boomer bust with him. You know, there's... <laughs> There's a group of people that are like yes, and then there's the other group, absolutely not. What do you think about him? So, Tucker? Yeah. Well, his dad was in the CIA. 
Was he? And oh, he's yeah, like, he was. yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, you got to be cautious. It's like the same thing with Elon, you know. Same you got to be Alex cautious. Jones. He take, Alex takes Jones a lot of. Too. Oh, he's a big AJ guy. You're, not, you're speaking Morgan's language now. Yeah. His dad Me, was Morgan, in the CIA. Alex Jones, I think, is, he always talks about his grandfather was in the CIA. Well, he was. It's not, I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's not, you know, his are on the same page. Yeah. Yes. So he grew up, so it's like, I mean, he doesn't wear socks, and he wears boat shoes, so that's weird. What, yeah. What's well, going on there? He's a fed, is what he's trying yeah. to say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't really know. I'd like to believe that he's true, but it's like we get duped all the time, so... I don't know. Morgan, you are the chest. I don't know, man. Morgan, you are the first call we have ever had, and it is we are honored that you and Alicia have checked in. Oh, I saw a bump on my Twitter X or my Twix, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Thank you, brother. You know, take care. Merry Christmas. Yes, thank you. Sorry Merry about Christmas. Merry Christmas. Christmas. Okay. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Alice. Merry and Christmas. The whole Shattuck family. And I'm gonna jump on Patreon and listen to you guys. Thanks, man. Awesome oh, season. Ah. <clears throat> Look, at, Look that. at that. We got a live call. By the way, they are a, a very good. A very good. You guys hung out. Right? We did. Yes. They were fun as hell. Fun as hell. They were. <clears throat> they seemed if, fun. If me and. If we lived right next to them, and I'll even throw you in this, Mike, then it would be a lot of fun. Probably. Um, to the detriment of ourselves in many ways, but it would be <laughs> <coughs> good times would be had. They're fun. They're just a totally fun couple. You can tell the second they walked into the place, totally fun couple. Yeah. Okay. Before we get to the chat chat, I do want to talk about um, Jennifer Love Hewitt, who was a, a an absolute. I loved her. Loved her. <clears throat> in like nineteen ninety five. Well, little did you know that right. while you were loving her. You are making her extremely uncomfortable. And my brother was like, uh, no, 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 Tommy. No, she was like a generation under us. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I still love her. I didn't care. She was, <laughs> oh, she was, I'm, I, I got a, I'm, I'm soft spot for the glinty, gleamy eyes. And she had that. And so she's very, um, she's very salty now. Uh, she says Tom Cruise made out with, uh, Tom Cruise made out with co-star on her honeymoon. What? Okay, Jennifer Love Hewitt reacts to unrecognizable claims. Tom Cruise made out with co-star. What? What are you looking at right now? Oh, this is Fox. I had the New York Post, but I can't find it. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> okay, JLH. She, anyway. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Jennifer Love Hewitt says the director told her to be sexier when she was 23. She says, essentially, that everybody was watching her. And she was watched, and she didn't know why back then. And she was just a young girl in her 20s, and... And she didn't know why everybody was acting like she was a sex symbol when she was just being her. Um, and she, in retrospect, now she decided she's now retroactively now a victim mm. for right. the way people treated her in the nineties, which was which this was, was on Yahoo you, Entertainment. <clears throat> she revealed how Hollywood took advantage of her image at a young age. She was twenty. The time of this taking advantage. For some of it. For some, yeah. She was a teenager for some. Hollywood became okay. tough to navigate as a teen star because there were expectations played on her, placed on her image at a very tender time in her development. Uh, on the Inside of You podcast, you had explained how she was sexualized as a young performer. It was a time when she was insecure and didn't feel self-confident. I felt watched. I felt like I had to be everything for everybody all the time. I was called sexy before I even knew what being sexy was. I was 17 years old on the cover of Maxim, and I had no idea why. <clears throat> I had that Maxim, by the way. I think she was a little older than 17. <laughs> 
But I, I was honored. I loved it, but why? And it wasn't just the maximum. I was cover. honored. I loved it, but why? Hewitt also felt sexualized on the set of Heartbreakers, which she filmed in 2001 at the age of 23. You ever seen Heartbreakers? No. Movie? The director said, no. we need you to be sexier, and I had to pull him aside and be like, I don't know what that means. I'm only 23. I'm 23. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know right. I'm supposed to be this thing for people, but I don't know what that means. Yeah. He had to help me figure that I, out. I knew what it means in relation to Jennifer Love Hewitt at the time. She was this absolute smoke show, total smoke show. But she's now having this middle-aged woman now thing where she's looking back and saying, in retrospect, I had so few tools. I was a babe in the woods. How was I supposed to know? And guess what? That's what everybody young was. And because she was a knockout, gorgeous young woman, that all the eyes were on her. Oh, my goodness. People were looking at me and looking at me sexually. Oh, my goodness. She knew that was her stock. There's no woman who's 20 years old who's gorgeous who isn't totally effing sure of it, who is not clued in. That, like, the, the One Direction, she, don't know she, she doesn't know she's beautiful, that does not exist. They all know they're beautiful. They're quite aware. They have airs about them. They're benefiting off As it. a matter of fact, most of them are aware that the she don't know she's beautiful thing is a thing that guys like and so do it on purpose because mm. guys like it. They attempt to cultivate that impression in, intentionally. Absol oh, totally. Totally. So, I mean, I, I just have... Mostly, I think... She's not pleased that she's not in the new that she's not getting that same type of attention now. Yeah, I haven't seen her in a while. Right. She looks. This she is looks, the most I've heard about her in like ten years. Right. So everybody gets to when you hit your forties. Or I, I get a thing. I don't get to do this. <laughs> you don't get to do the me too thing. I don't get to do the me too thing. I don't get to do the uh, by the way I'm gay thing. I don't get to. I have no thing. I could maybe go for some kind of fat points, maybe. But I wasn't mm. that fat when I was twenty two. So I don't know. But it's like, it's a really like tawdry, just, it's, it's, I want to marinate my own self-import. You see, I'm a yeah. thoughtful 44 year old now, like blowing into my hot tea and now I'm what? reflecting. What happened to just getting into climate change? Doesn't she know that's a route she can go in the yeah. second stage Yeah, of the yoga. career? Yo yeah, yoga. <laughs> it, But... I don't know. Maybe I come from a more mis uh, misogynist time. I, I, no, I do come from more misogynist <laughs> no, time. We're sure about <laughs> that. All the movies, the movies that I like, we all grew up with in the 80s, like where if the girl passed out, you could have her. That was just like the, that was the like rule. Oh, well, there you candles. go. Anybody? <laughs> <laughs> and actually, it's funny. We watched this with Jane. We watched uh, Roadhouse. With, were you there with Roadhouse? No. no we watched Roadhouse no. with Jane. And Caroline. Yeah, and one of the things, like, all the guys were threatened was, like, look, all the women in the bar were going to get a good raping if they were lipping off to the Reverend. And I, th <laughs> and I remember in 1987, that just seemed like, oh, yeah. It's just, it's just, if <laughs> they get, if, it, if they get lippy, I mean. Well, yeah. What else are you going to do? Choices. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but I want to ask you something, Mike. Yes. Because um, for the first time ever, and it seems to be led by comedian podcasters. Mm-hmm. It's like they're hanging with the Republicans now, like out in the open. And this was not ever something that was ever happening. You would like never. But like um, Theo Vaughn, certainly. Yeah. He's like avowed, I think, a Trump guy, I think. Is he? Yeah. He's or, a big RFK Jr. guy. Because sure. they, they're like neighbors, too, or something. Oh, are they really? They like live. RFK Jr. said he lives near him. Yeah, they're both. Does he in Nashville? Theo Vaughn's in Nashville. I guess Nashville, they're both in Nashville. Yeah. Well, and not even just that, but like even somebody like 
Bill Maher is actually getting kind of dangerous for like liberals to go on. Well, they just did the, you see as this comedians, they just clip? like to actually like speak, which right. is do which stuff. is anathema. Right. Which is weird. Jokes. It's a full s- flip from what it. I was used to when I was younger. It was yeah, like, yeah, it's definitely the that Republicans flip. Which I guess we're all were aware like, of, right? They were Puritans, uptight, right. and like right. about Jesus, and they didn't like anything fun, yeah. and they right. were trying to get everything <laughs> yeah. banned. Video like South banned. Park was yeah. bad, yeah. and yeah. video exactly. games have, if, and rap music. It was all bad and scary. And Republicans had no one cool. They had a few yeah. people cool, and I, I worked at some of these radio rows doing radio, and you'd get them all. You'd get there was John Voight, Kid Rock, um. And maybe that's it. Oh, so Kid Rock was like the cool Republican yes. representative Kid even Rock back then? Kid Rock was the Sun Tucker. Oh, and, um, and what's the Ted Nugent. You'd get those, <laughs> those three with the three you'd get. Like, those, yeah. those are the three. But, like, Shane Gillis is, like, the best comedian in my mind since you introduced me to him. Yeah, like, he's he's the top guy right he can't now. Do it, sure. He can't do a Trump like I do. Ryan Shane. That sounds good. That's better it's than it better. I don't know what yeah, was going on a few weeks. What happened? You're just having an off day. I don't know. I'm terrible. It's, it's, I'm not um, feeling it. But even that Mellencamp clip, the I see more and more clips oh, from yeah. the Bill Maher show where he like has people on. Yeah, and in, oh, exposes like but, liberal people. But also, you know, I should. I, I think I'm saying it wrong because I'm old. But I shouldn't even be saying Republicans because you probably. I don't even know. You're not that political. I don't think, Mike. No, I'm not um, at all. But like, so like, <laughs> so I'm the, sitting here like I'm worried about how much I'm going to be able to contribute. No, no, no. but <laughs> but just forget Republican. Just being able to speak freely and have your own thoughts are, is acceptable in the world of comics. Yeah, yeah. It, well, it just, it's huge. It's it's you know imperative. In remember, like four years ago, you needed to hate Trump. I mean, there was a few who didn't. Like Rogan, it really got to credit him. Yeah, he was the first really big, huge free thinker. Mm-hmm. And so, even when like, um, what's her name, Whitney Cummings? Is that her name, Whitney? Whitney Cummings. Yeah, she went on there and said, "Trump. Whenever I watch him, I feel like I can. I'm reliving being uh, traumatized and sexually assaulted again. I can't oh, even right. remember." <clears throat> and, and but Rogan just stuck to his guns. Yeah. He thought he was a crazy man, but interesting. Thought the job was too big. It's I, and I wonder if this, if these canceled people in. I'm so happy Shane Gillis got can, can from SNL. That is so good. That's such a good point. Yeah, Matt, it's like the way lot, you know, things a trajectory can go. It's like how yeah. if he was just on SNL, it'd be interesting to hear him talk about that. I guess he said it in so many words, like obviously it's worked out great. The but best comedians get can from SNL. Norm MacDonald, I mean Come on, oh well, he's yeah, the best he's comedian. A, of probably time. a conservative too, actually. <laughs> but he was on there forever. It'd be like the he fact was, that yeah, Gillis never even got it. to start there. It's yeah. interesting how much different his but career the, the, and his the, comedy the anti-Trump stuff been. was just so lazy with Colbert and the late night TV shows. That was all they would do well, was anti-Trump, Trump derangement. I mean, but oh, that, that was that was all of their jokes. They would go up and yep. do a monologue making jokes about how much they just dislike Trump and how crazy like oh Trump did this what's up with that yeah it, it was the laziest Colbert humor. was the worst he was the worst because then he became a bitch during COVID and like wore his I wore him wearing my black shirt only and hid in his basement because Trump did it and he's a and these bitches like complain and cry like an SNL 
when they cried after Trump beat Hillary. And Whereas then they, Shane Gillis, the reason why he's such a great comedian is he can go out there and and actually make jokes about Trump and and bring some levity to the situation, which is so refreshing to people on the left and the right, regardless oh yeah. of politics. He can go out there and say, "Oh yeah, Trump when he gave the speech about Al Baghdadi, you know, he died like a dog, oh, yeah. whatever." I mean, yes. that's hilarious. That whole <laughs> I don't like how your uh, your so impression funny. was almost as good as better than mine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a little half. It wasn't even like a dog. <laughs> How often is he trying it, Alice? Is it like every morning? Like a, <laughs> it's just around the house a lot. The mirror, he does. He well, does I can feel there's it. There's a lot of they call him lion, yeah. whatever, yeah. around the house. Yeah, they call him dishonest ants and <laughs> that's still, <laughs> that's still better than it was it's a couple weeks ago. You know, you know why? Good. You know why it's better? Because I've been at rock bottom for so long. <laughs> <laughs> and a I little can, more energy tonight, Tom. I like it. I can a little see, more energy. I can see the family like just being like really just disappointed. <laughs> like, more <laughs> than usual. Probably not a like, Trump impression, honey. Yeah. <laughs> okay, should we, should we hit the chat chat? We can hit the chat chat. Just want to remind people, if you're watching live, you can still call in using that number there, 978-308-2646. You can call in and Tom can answer it on the air. I mean, so. All right, Alice, ready? We can't. I don't think we have time for all of these. We'll have to play some tomorrow during our Christmas Day show. Well, let's see how they go. Sorry in advance for the vulgarity, but Sue O'Connell? Mm-hmm. How about Sue? Oh, come on. You thought I was going to say it, didn't you? <laughs> but now you're thinking it, and she is one. She's the C-bomb. Oh, my goodness. Sue is not a bad person at all. You guys probably don't know her. Who's Sue O'Connell? I heard her last uh, the show I did. We, you played a bunch of her on the... You played a bunch of Sue O'Connell on the podcast oh, talking about Mayor right. Wu yeah, yeah, yeah. and her party. Oh my God! What a you might agree show. with your caller there. Yeah, well, and she's big in in uh, Miniverse lore too. Yeah, she was on with Kirk. She was on times, on at Kirk's once. show at the beginning. Yeah. Hold on! Hold on! Five happy dads, banana flavored gay salsas, four plates of expired tripe, three cans of dented street soup, two sleeves of nips, and a Peter Rabbit in the family tree. Merry Christmas, everybody. God Merry bless. Christmas, Tim. Merry Christmas to you too, Tim. Wow, what a waste. That's kind of a, a tribute. You are the biggest drinker of these. <laughs> I love it. Huh? The I love it. <laughs> the My brother. Or introduce me to these. Strictly it's banana flavor? Just banana. You like the it. banana flavor? I'm not gay. I'm not gay. I don't think I'm gay. I'll have more kids if you guys are suggesting I'm gay. That's how that works. Can you believe that Michael Montante stabbed me in the back on KMF? He's absolutely telling the truth, of course. I admit that I made the mistake. I used the big ZD line on both shows. Kirk's right. It was a recycled bit. I definitely take the loss on that. But Montante ratting out another Italian. Oh, that's just a killer. Killer, killer, killer. It is. <clears throat> it's a problem. When Whitey Bulger sent to the feds after to whack out all the Italian families, the, only the stringers were left. They had no discipline, so they started. Omerta was gone. Omerta was gone. Terrible. What's the world coming yeah, to? Yeah, Burn, Kirk Minahan show. And by the way, Kirk, Kirk was saying last night that um, 
I that I had what that was, you're a user a user I don't know what the hell a that user I, he's mad he's mad at me because apparently I used him <laughs> for some time during last year when I was um, mostly like using nips during a mild to <laughs> serious nervous breakdown I have no idea what he's talking about I don't I don't 2024 has not even begun yet that's coming from me seem like <laughs> I didn't hit anything oh there it is uh, frozen. <laughs> okay. Oh, good. More Kevin Spacey. Nice. Oh, good. Speaking <laughs> of nervous breakdowns. Um, yeah. So I have no idea what that is about. I don't know. I, I think maybe somebody told Kirk that I that maybe gave him some BS, like said I was doing something, trying to up to something. I don't know what it is. I don't know. You guys came as you're a KMS listener. I'm like, I'm not. No, no, no. Okay. No. Okay. Oh, and every, you're not. I, don't I am. Oh, are yeah. you? Okay. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Do you, what do you think it is? Do you know what it is? I am. Um, I mean, the whole f- scene is just yeah. There's so, a lot of, but I don't know what it. I, I don't know. drama, but I don't know what it is. I think it's unfortunate though if we did if 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 he's bothered by something that's that was not meant. But maybe I'll call in. Maybe yeah, yeah, Kirk. Feel free to call in. Become a Go ahead. The caller. lines are not full. Yeah, they are not full. Oh, there's just one line. So <laughs> the line it is, is not, not full. full. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey, Tom, I could use an opinion on something. Yes. I got laid Tommy. off two weeks ago. Yep. As you know, I'm an IT manager. Yes. Now I'm in my mid-50s. It's mm-hmm. going to be a little harder finding my next gig. I'm not looking forward to it. So I went to a really good friend of mine, and I asked her for some help. And I uh, was kind of feeling down, not feeling very optimistic. And she hit me with these words. She said, the workforce is huge. It's filled with people way, way dumber than you that have jobs. <laughs> See? It's, pretty it's good. not that bad. <laughs> yeah. I recognize the energy of that comment. Just, what a rousing. Now you know what it's like to be married to Alice Shattuck, by the way. Is that your, those are your words, Alice? <laughs> oh. There are others who suck more than you, Tommy. So the law of averages would suggest that somebody may may the may make may make the mistake, though lesser mistake than they could make by hiring you. Tommy, I'll try to find some leads on people actually hiring. I apologize for that. Just so you know, this is not believe me. Believe me. This is if you're this close, just imagine that's just work advice. Imagine other stuff. Dr. Cheswick. I just wanted to wish all you burn barrelers and the folks who host this show, Alice and Tom and their yes. families, a very Merry Christmas. Thank you. Have a great New Year as well. See, it's not bad to be. It's a doctor, too, Edward. Yeah. A wow. real doctor. Shattuck, yes. did you really take a shot at Al Pacino? He is yeah. 83, not 89. Wow. And he's still pretty spry for an 83-year-old. Wow. I mean, we can only hope to be 83 and have a good-looking broad on our arm. I actually give Michael Corleone a lot of credit here, Shattuck. You went after Al Pacino? I, I, I said that he's old as hell and that he's got like this hot 24-year-old girlfriend or wife, whatever. Right. Just had a baby. Yeah. it at this point? Same with Robert De Niro. I have no problem with... No, I'm saying that like people... I give him credit. I mean, he's decrepit and old, and not much left him. Which I am too. I realize without the Oscars or money, you know, I've got a hole in my kitchen. These guys have just both seen it. 
but what I'm saying is that no, it was it was tell, talking about the validity of the relationship because he's Al Pacino. So and I said he's probably really interesting and cool. Of course, he's really interesting and cool. So mm-hmm. I was d- defending him. I have no problem with like those. Obviously, I'm I'm 83 and Alice is only 36. Right. Well, it's funny when you just said that. Like we should when he said like we should all hope to be 83 and have a cute girl. I was like Tom should just hope to be 83. Period. <laughs> I really don't actually. I'm good. Both you and Alan, your old age wow. though, still going. Wow, <laughs> Alice. Calling on Tom's manhood. It is funny you say that, Mike, because... <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Tim again. No, no, sorry, Tim. I'll right there. As I stare at Peter Rabbit, I mean... Because... You, like, I am not any more mature than I was. I just look older and, like, more fucked up. Wizened. Wizened? Wizened. <laughs> oh, wizened, okay. I mean, yes. At all? But I'm still, like, I'm still, like... 21 year old Tom and 21 year old Tom was really 15 year old Tom so mm-hmm. I'm really you're really pretty much the same person your whole I'm life I'm the same person like my whole life so like for instance mm. and I am I love Alice and I am faithful to Alice and I would never do anything whatever mm-hmm. but like when I if I go somewhere and like the if we're all going out or whatever and like the waitress is really hot and Alice I'm allowed to say this stuff and I it may end. I'm not allowed. Okay. I just don't. I don't really like control what you say. Like she's thinking, "Wow, this <laughs> this grandfather's out with his daughter and her kids," <laughs> and yeah. I'm thinking, "You total smoke show." Like, mm-hmm. And I think that somewhere along the lines, I mean, you're not going to have. She's like, like, "Wow, what a nice old man!" <clears throat> right. So right now, with you guys, the hot waitress comes over to you. She's like. Defense is up. Defense is up, or not up if she likes it. Oh, you're getting like big time pleasantries and everything. Oh yes, wow. exactly, exactly. Yeah, you get because she assumes like uh, he'll be dead in a year. So <laughs> right, she's, <laughs> she's trying to remember where the defibrillator is. Exactly. In the yes, she's like I know. What, I'm, he, I'm showing him the menu item. He's probably smelling me. And it's like, <laughs> wow, Alice, calling on Tom's manhood. Did you ever see Lethal Weapon? <laughs> when we played the Mel Gibson clip, and I asked you if you'd seen the movie. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is horrific. And you, is you this even the, know um, the movies, the Lethal Weapon movies? These guys are the, all the first one. Is this like I definitely the, saw them as a kid. I just don't remember them that well. The like z- zapping scene, torture. <laughs> no, I don't know what these. There could have been some torture. Um, it was just Mel Gibson at his on his prime Danny Glover yeah no I vaguely vaguely remember um, the movie but um, if, yeah if you're if you're 50 years old these movies were pivotal these were very important movies that we had these are mm-hmm. these were guys all watch these this is like when back when the talk, detectives like didn't believe in Miranda and just basically blew away the suspects that, like <laughs> whatever yeah. just for effect because we were all for it this is the this is the legacy of yeah, Ronald Reagan. Everyone's smoking Marlboro Reds indoors, you know. Oh, absolutely. Uh, that did happen. Alice, I would venture to guess that the only thing Tom spent more time um, <clears throat> enjoying himself to after Erica Alaniac posters was probably watching Mel Gibson play Riggs oh, in Lethal Weapon. The best. I'm going to say probably multiple times a week. <laughs> but, hey, I can't blame you for asking, Alice, because, as we know, Tom supposedly was approached and maybe kissed by Paul at the Ramrod <laughs> after hours. 
Yeah. 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 This mm-hmm. guy, so um, so yeah. Paul was a so me and a friend when I was under twenty, we were trying to we were drinking at a bar. We a banana like, seltzer. It was, they didn't have those yet. There was nothing. <laughs> they had Zima essentially then. So it's a little fruity. Yeah, it was. Yeah, but so so anyway, the the bar was closing. It's two a.m. We knew there was a gay bar down the street that was open, so we would run down there. Me, you'd imagine speaking of. Speaking of Kevin Spacey, we were two. I was twenty, and my friend was like seventeen. So we were like like running down, dashing down there to uh, what do they call them? Chicken dashing, they used, skipping, yeah, hand skipping, in hand, yes, yeah, frolicking, sashaying down there. <laughs> and um, and we go down there, and we get all sorts of attention from the guys, obviously. But we didn't. Get, we were just trying to get drunk, you know. Mm-hmm. And you know, I remember the guys like playing with playing with us with drinks. It was. I loved gay bars. I loved them because there was no pressure, because no chicks there. Because so I. I I couldn't get turned down or be ignored, and am I coming out now? <laughs> I was uh, say like, wow, this is really a self-discovery process. No, no I loved it. And the, just, the drinks were stiff, and I remember one guy kept really close, named Paul. And he was really, really getting close, and he was he was buying me drinks or whatever. And I was, I can't imagine like what what accent i was affecting i assume it was something that would get me canceled today i <laughs> i was like fabulously ordering anyway so at after i told paul we have to go me and my friend were like totally lit we're gonna go pull and paul went to kiss me on the lips and i turned my lips and gave him my cheek the guy bought me drinks yeah so paul I mean, got me on. in the cheek and he was he was paul was taken he liked tom shattuck he was into it yeah, and so I, I bid him farewell, and then he started <laughs> hanging out at the Red Hat, where which was the straight bar where I was at all the time, and I could see his gaze over, it was like <laughs> freaking Paul. God, that, there you go. You Reading them on, man. Yeah. Give an inch, they take a mile, Tom. <laughs> no meant no, okay. There was a, check in with me, Paul, to see if it's all right. Hi. Steve from Aramaic. Hey, Steve. Just a few thoughts on uh, Judas from Gloucester's Uh-oh. appearance on the Kirk Minahan show on Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Judas, uh, he denied Tom Alice the burn barrel three times or Uh-oh. more. And uh, in in your own idiom, Steve, your own Goomba foe tough guy idiom, disgrazia, disgrazia. So I'm listening. And the subject of the burn barrel comes up, and Steve says, and I quote, don't give him any airtime. Don't give him any airtime. Okay? Which flabbergasted me. And then Kirk says, I don't care. I really don't care. And Steve says, quote, do you want me to stop listening? Unquote. And uh, finally, after a while, Steve says to Kirk, "Uh, well, why do you hate him? And Kirk says, because... Tom, he's talking about Tom, because Tom's a user. And Steve Judas from Gloucester says, <laughs> and I quote, yeah. Oh, man. Wow. What an appearance. That is damn. Ten demerits. Wow. A thousand demerits <laughs> for that disgraceful appearance. Oh, my God. How do you look at yourself in a mirror after that? Oof. He's kicked you guys to the curb, huh? Yeah, he has. Oh, that was that was vicious. The way he puts it, the way Steve Merrimack puts it, that is, is a little bit damning. 
By the way, we'll play the rest of the chat chat messages uh, tomorrow. Okay. Christmas show. Okay, Christmas show. More messages tomorrow. More. Fo- we'll see who's here tomorrow. I don't know. Who's Might be, be Mike around again. Tomorrow. Could be. Mike Could James. be. Could be. Edward Tomich of the uh, Main Wire. Could be. Imagine Edward Tomich. Ed, right? Ed Tomich of the Main Wire at our house on Christmas morning. It could be odds? It could Crazy. happen. It's like this weird forward. We're playing of adopter the reporter. Yeah, just breaking story. <laughs> we sleep in your house now. <laughs> uh, anyway, so we'll see who's here tomorrow for Christmas. Uh, hope you all have a great night. Hope Santa comes. Hope you're on the nice list. Um, End it, Elsie. <laughs> you can leave a chat chat message. We'll keep the phone line open. I don't think it'll be fault. C'est la vie Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.